Hi, and welcome to I Scream, the podcast. I'm your host, Allison Yonku. And I'm your other host, Kira Hamilton. And Addie's here, too, but she hasn't said anything yet. Say something. I don't know. Nobody heard, nobody she heard that. Hi. Nobody heard that. <laughs> she gave us smarties. Sorry if we sound mumbly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, where were we? Okay, we have plans. Talk about the plans. So, <laughs> we have a new thing. So, if you, we already kind of explained our schedule. And it's going to be the same. (laughs) (laughs) You thought. (laughs) It's going to be the same. But then uh, we did talk about the Wednesday in between episodes. So next Wednesday. We're going to be doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, next Wednesday. We're going to be doing a new thing. Okay. So, you know, all those lovely childhood memories that you have of Disney characters and Disney movies. Not you, Addie. Um, (laughs) We're going to ruin them. Yes, we are. I made a very beautiful new cover art for it, and the segment is going to be called The Death of Disney. Um, so basically, a lot of Disney is just mental. It's mental. There's mental illness. There's suicide and homicide and future killers. Future killers. <laughs> yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Gaslighting. Narcissists. Emotional, Emotional. Yeah, what? Generational trauma. Generational trauma. Stockholm yeah. syndrome. Disney's got it all. It's, it's hiding some dark secrets, and we're going to uncover them. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not, because maybe we're wrong. But then, but we'll find out, right? Walt Disney comes back from the dead, hits us in the head. What are you doing? Anyways, I don't care about him. Anyways, so the topic that we're doing for today is a very fun one. We're going to be doing a serial killer. Have we? We haven't done one before, we have, have we? We have done one. We have? Yes, we did. We did the Iceman Killer. Oh, yeah. It's our second serial killer. Um, and this is somebody I, I feel it might be like a popular case, but I don't really know because I literally discovered it like a week ago. And I'm pretty like in the know with true mm. crime stuff. But maybe I'm just stupid and I didn't see this one. But I have this very vague memory from a really long time ago and I had a dream and it was just like this case. Mm, I don't like it. <laughs> it was weird. So maybe I have heard about it before and it was manifesting in my dream. Yeah. Because like I was watching a TikTok mm. and it was talking about this and I was like, wait, that sounds a lot like this dream I had. And it was so weird. It was so weird. So maybe that was me manifesting that we should do this case. But that was like years ago. It was a really long time ago. Anyways, let's let's start. Do you want me to tell you all of it or do you want to read some too? I'll read some too, but you read the beginning. Okay. Mm. So we're talking about, did I say we were talking about? I didn't even say we were talking about. No, you didn't. Well, I'll talk a little bit now. Um, We're doing the fast food killer. Okay. His name is Paul Dennis Reed. And can I do this part actually? Yeah. Okay. And I have an issue that his last name is Reed. For those of you who watch Criminal Minds, Dr. Spencer Reed is my spirit animal. I love him. So when every time I say Reed, it's going to disturb me. Then just call him Paul. Paul? Yeah, just call him Paul. Okay, well, Paul. (laughs) Because I think I wrote Paul later. Freaking Paul was born on November 12, 1957. He was a convicted criminal before his most popular crimes. Popular mm-hmm. crimes. Okay. They were At very the- popular, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> At the time of the murder, Paul was on parole for being convicted in 1983 of aggravated robbery of a steakhouse in Houston, Texas. He's really got a thing for them restaurants. I mean, maybe he's just hungry. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't oh, give him the Snickers. You're not you when them. you're hungry. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. sponsored. But stickers kill. Okay. He served served a 20-year sentence and was paroled in 1990. Later, he moved to Nashville in 1997 to attempt a country music career. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, I found that. I was on Murderpedia, and I so I read like the first couple articles, and I was reading this one because I was trying to find out more about his childhood. I really couldn't find anything. I even looked off of Murderpedia, even though that compiles like the most, mm-hmm. you know. And I <laughs> one of them was like. He was trying to start a country music career, and I was like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. You know, once the <laughs> country music doesn't work out, yeah, murder. Okay. At one point, he was fired from a Shoney's, Shoney's? Shoney's. Shoney's restaurant. I've never been there. Um, That was that same year for losing his temper and throwing a plate, which hit another employee. This same year, he would carry out his crimes. Wow. Oh, yeah. Also, my favorite part is it's, like, organized by the restaurants. <laughs> I know. Okay. So, first is Captain D's. I've never been to Captain D's. I haven't have either. No, but the one time after I heard about this, I drove by a Captain D's, and I was like, Daddy, did you know that in one Captain D's, there was a murder? <laughs> uh, we're talking over the announcements. You shouldn't be able to hear it, but if you do, that's what's going on. You'll know what's going on in yeah. the school, too. So, anyways... First on, first, first on, first off, we have Captain D's. So at Captain D's on Lebanon Road in Donaldson, Texas, Tennessee, that's Tennessee, (laughs) Donaldson, Tennessee, on the morning of February 16th, 1997, Reed entered the store before, I did not write Paul, Paul entered the store before opening under the guise of applying for a job. Once inside, he forced employee Sarah Jackson, 16, and the, yeah, and the manager Steve Hampton, 25, into the restaurant's cooler and bound their hands and feet. Paul forced the two to lie on the floor and then shot them execution style. He then took money, including large amounts of change, which is found as a cash uh, Paul was using that's that, that all that whole sentence. The grammar is so yeah, off. Like, mm. <laughs> it's fine though. I was just kind of out of it. Anyways, he took money, including large amounts of change. And when the police came, they found that it was missing from the cash register because he took it. Paul used the cash from this robbery as a down payment on a car. Two days later, at least he spent it right. I mean, he bought a car. At least I, he didn't like, like a, go buy drugs. That would be yeah. worse. Okay, what I hate the fact that you know the cooler is it's not a great place to die but uh-huh. he shot them execution style which speaks a lot about control mm-hmm. like if you're angry you're messy and you're bloody everywhere execution style is quick at least sarah and um steve died very quickly uh-huh may they rest in peace except for that one guy that we'll talk about later oh no <laughs> Anyways, next up we have McDoubles. Nobody likes. Okay, so we live in like out back in the middle of nowhere, Georgia, and the only McDonald's around here is oh, so gosh. bad, and no, it's like a no, hot no, no, no. topic. There, let me explain <laughs> to you something. I went there one night, and the guy who gave me my food—I swear he was Justin Bieber from like twenty. 2000, no, 2007. He had the floof hair, the hat. I almost died. And my sister, I thought maybe it was just me. And my sister looks at me and goes, it's Justin Bieber. <laughs> so now every time we go there, we're like, hey, baby. Anyways, I don't know. back to McDonald's. You get like two things from that McDonald's. Like when you're ordering, you Fries. get that one person that's totally done with life. Or, like, or, or the one person that's like, you can tell they're kind of trying. Like, they just got their job, yeah. you know? <laughs> they're trying. <Still> new. <laughs> but they sound happier than the other person who you can tell has been working there for years, and they're like, well, welcome to McDonald's. How, how can I – what can I get you? It's funny because now we're in high school, and I'll recognize some of them, and I'm like, oh, you're such – you're so sad. You're so <laughs> sad. Okay. Do you want me to read McDonald's? Yes, go ahead. Read McDonald's. Okay. 
at McDonald's on Lebanon Road in Hem... Hermitage. Oh, Hermitage, Tennessee. In the evening of March 23rd, 1997, Reed approached two employees behind the store after closing. At gunpoint, he forced them back into the restaurant. Reed. Rod. (laughs) Reed shot three employees to death execution style in the storeroom. Aunt Andrea. (laughs) Okay, I have a friend named Andrea Seek. We? Excuse you. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. We have a friend named Andrea, and she works at a Chick-fil-A. So maybe she she should. Quit. Hey hey no 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 don't don't put that into the universe. That she works at a Chick Fil A. No, that, that she should quit. No, <laughs> don't put it into the universe that she's related to this in any aspect. Because then. Oh no, I'm just saying yeah. they share it. Don't name. make the connection. <laughs> no, okay, there was no connection. No connection. We don't know an Andrea. Who's she? Yeah, well, this Andrea, she was 17. Ronald Santiago, he was 27, and Robert A. Gonzalez. Sewell. Oh, I Junior? skipped the line. Ro- yeah, Robert was Sewell Jr. He was 23. Okay, Reed attempted to shoot Jose Antonio Ramirez Gonzalez. Oh, God. Yep, this but, is the one. <laughs> but his weapon failed, and Reed stabbed Gonzalez 17 times and left him for dead. Gonzalez avoided further, uh, further attacks by playing dead. Reed then took $3,000 from the cash register and fled. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, this kind of took the happiness out of me. When the scene was discovered, Gonzalez was taken to the hospital and treated. Tell me that way. <laughs> and he ultimately survived. Yay! But also, no. I mean, yay. But like, sad I'm because he got as stabbed. I'm curious where he got stabbed. Because there are very major arteries in your legs. And you can't bleed internally. There's no way that he stabbed his legs. There's like no killer thigh. that's like, like I'm his a- thigh. Like, if you're angry and you're just... Oh, this isn't next but to he's the not, microphone. But he's not really <laughs> angry, is he? Because he's shooting these people execution style. I'm but, assuming. Okay, stabbing is exhausting. Like, it was a strange fact. It's exhausting. Maybe like, he was just, you know, mad that his gun fell. Like, he wasn't mad at him. He was mad at his gun. Because it doesn't seem like he was mad at any of these employees. He was just, like, loose ends, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the last place that he decided to murder was a Baskin-Robbins. A Baskin-Robbins at... Wilma Rudolph Boulevard in Clarksville, Tennessee. That's a fun name. <laughs> I'm long, too. On the evening of April 23rd, 1997, Reed went to the door after closing and persuaded the employees to let him inside. Oh, my God. How do you do that? Hey, yo. If anyone comes up to the, if I'm working fast food, I'm closing, and this man comes up to the door and is like, hey, let me in, please. I need to use the bathroom. Like, I'm assuming that's the excuse you'd use, right? I hope so. And Any other excuse. I would be like, stupid. go to another bathroom. No, especially if it's, this is going to be sad and kind of, I don't think so. See, there are two, two yeah, that, girls. Okay, oh, two girls. It, it's two girls, okay? If you are a girl, even guys, just be careful. People yeah. are creeps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Have you seen, like, the TikTok threads of just, like, it's uh, girls and they're just telling, like, when they're, their instincts, like, kicked in yeah. and, like, saved their lives? Yeah. Um, Actually, that's happened to me. Really? Yes. Okay. Story okay. time for another day. <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, he persuades these ladies to let him inside. And once he's inside, he kidnaps Angela Holmes, 21, and Michelle Mace, 16, and forced the two to the Dunbar Cave State Park. Their bodies were discovered the next day on a lake shore with their throats cut. So that's interesting because he went from his ex- execution style to something a lot more personal. I'm thinking. This is just a thought. I'm not 100% sure because I don't exactly remember everything that I wrote. Uh, but maybe. 
like his gun, you know, is broken and it, he just he can't, can't get anyone. One. Either that or uh, he's getting closer to being caught at this point. He's and getting so, reckless. Yeah. And also it might be maybe he's being smart too because like, you know. He, untraceable yeah, killings. Because also like all of his killings were execution style. And yeah. the and only one that wasn't was that one guy. But he still I had the execution style. A like, lot of on. like which way it's actually going if he is devolving or if he is evolving by trying to like avoid the cops. It depends on the way that he slit their throats, strangely mm-hmm. enough. Because if it is messy, if it is rushed, he's probably devolving. Especially if they were raped before they died. He's likely devolving. The thing is, I was curious about that. But I couldn't find anything about them being raped. So I'm just going to assume they weren't. And I also couldn't find well, anything about... Well, it was also about... 1997. So yeah. families might not have wanted to release that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing is, you know... You don't really know. Yeah. Okay. I get to read the apprehension. Yes, you do. <laughs> On June 25th, 1997, Reed went home to the... Sh- to, oh, gosh. Reed went to the home of the Shoney's manager who fired him from a dishwashing job. Oh, he's evolving. <laughs> yeah, he, he's devolving. He's devolving. And this is our confirmation. Man's doobie devolving. <laughs> okay. He fired him from a dishwashing job the day before the Captain D murders. Um, so the stated reason for Reed for firing was Reed losing his temper and then throwing a dish at the employee. You guys remember that. Okay. <laughs> Reed, armed with a knife, approached the man's front door and attempted to get in but the screen door was locked. The man's son videotaped the encounter, and the footage was subsequently released to the media following a police investigation. The kidnapping attempt failed. Reed left the home without further incident and there was su- and was subsequently arrested by Nashville police, after which he was considered the prime suspect and charged with the Captain D. McDonald's Captain D and the McDonald's murders, and eventually the Baskin Robbins murders. See, he was kind of evolving because they 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 were like, "Yes, you did this." I don't know, but maybe you didn't. I feel like it almost isn't evolving because I feel like it was just dumb. He definitely wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely wasn't thinking. It's just yeah, like it, it wasn't planned. It maybe it was like an unintentional. You know, if you're evolution. thinking about committing a murder, and don't please don't please. I I didn't say don't, commit don't, a murder, don't but if you start are sentences like that, <laughs> <laughs> well, because you know. It's smart to not have a pattern. It is. It's also... Okay, we can't go into... <laughs> no, I was going to give murdery tips. Okay, we're not doing that. No, we'll do that another it day. It would be really funny if we did an episode that was just how, how to, to get, get away, away with, with murder. murder. Good girl's guide to murder. <laughs> we should totally do just like a bonus episode that's just how to get away with murder. Anyways. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to... All of this is part of the trials. It's just talking about the trials. So then I'll just I'll read all of it. Okay. Anyways, Reed was convicted on seven counts of first-degree murder across three trials. Jurors from West and East Tennessee were brought in and sequestered mm-hmm. <laughs> because a judge did... <laughs> I wrote this and yet somehow... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I heard someone walking behind me and it's just Daniel. <laughs> it didn't stop me from almost dying i know i was so concerned i was like who's there anyways so um where was i oh yeah jurors from the western east tennessee were brought in and sequestered because a judge determined that the overwhelming media coverage in nashville would prevent the selection of an unbiased jury from the middle tennessee thank you (laughs) so in the captain d murder trial in the captain d murders steve hampton's driver's license and a video rental card were found in the median of ellington parkway with reed's fingerprints on each reed was convicted on two counts of first degree murder at the end of this trial as he should 
Uh-huh. And the Baskin-Robin murders, which are somehow before the McDonald's murders, because I must have been losing it, but in the Baskin-Robin's murders, Reed's car was found to contain forensic evidence from the victims, as well as evidence of a credit card gasoline purchase near the location of the bodies on the night of the murders, placing him at the scene around the time of the crime in an area, wow, <laughs> roughly 40 miles. <laughs> Daniel ruined us. Did you do that? I think my something of mine must have just touched you. Okay, sorry. Here, let me explain what just happened because obviously you can't see it. Something of mine touched Alice and she jumped so bad. Okay, let me explain. Something touched me as in I would be uncomfortable. <laughs> If someone had touched me this way. And so I was, I got up ready to fight. You jumped so much. I was like, oh my gosh. If so, if you, if I felt something touch me, just because I know that you're the only one beside me, I would just look at you. No, you I were so scared. I, in my head, there's so much space to sneak up behind me now. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. Where, where did, what, I'm where? I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't, in my head. <laughs> Any, I am so no, sorry. No, I mean, where, where, what, where was you touched? <laughs> That's grammar. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be on recording. <laughs> okay, we'll stop laughing now. We'll, we'll stop. <laughs> um, I'll read it now because maybe this will help calm I down. wonder. I wonder what it was, though. I don't want to know. <laughs> okay, okay, anyway, blood evidence from the victims was found on his shoes. He was found guilty on two counts of first-degree murder. The Clarksville trial took place in the time between the two Nashville trials. Oh, that's why it's yeah, in the... that's in chronological order. Yeah. Okay. McDonald's. So, Jose Antonio Ramirez Gonzalez, the lone surviving victim of the McDonald's robbery, identified Reed as his attacker in court. This was considered a key piece of evidence in needing to convict him of the McDonald's murders. Reed was found guilty on three counts of first-degree murder and one count of attempted murder. In addition to the seven murder convictions, Reed was also convicted of multiple counts of lesser charges related to the same crimes, including av- aggravated robbery and especially aggravated kidnapping. Is there any kind of kidnapping that isn't aggravated? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't oh, know. Actually, I don't know. No, about I do law. know. I do know. You do know? Yeah, like when a parent who does not have custody of a child comes oh. and takes it, that's technically not aggravated. They're not like, come with me. They're more like, come with me, which is yeah. a little scary. Anyways, Anywho. his sentences, he was sentenced to seven death sentences for his convictions, which is a little aggressive. Like, most people that murder one person get life. Well, they murdered not more than one. They murdered- I know, but why would he get seven death sentences for every single person? He Like, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> um, the first two coming, well, I guess I said it was 1990. Yeah. So, so, you know. And I'm pretty sure before he was executed, the death penalty was repealed. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Anyways, the first two coming on April 20th, 1999. Yep. Reed's execution had been stayed several times since then, including an instance in 2003, just hours before the scheduled execution. Reed eventually waived his right to an appeal. Members of his family, along with the anti-death penalty activists, Mm -hmm. claim that he is mentally... Yep. Do I have to read it? He is mentally challenged and unable to make such a decision. 
having failed multiple, having filed multiple motions, both successful and unsuccessful, to stay his execution. However, Tennessee's Supreme Court upheld all of Reed's sentences. Can I say it? You agree that he should be yeah. convicted aggressively. I do. But also, I feel like they're being stupid. Have we already talked about how the insanity plea isn't actually that great? Like, it's actually kind of worse than life and worse than death. We haven't talked about this yet. We haven't? Okay, we might want to save it since we have three minutes. We we promise we'll talk about it. Um, Anyways. (laughs) Okay, Reed currently resides at Tennessee's Morgan County Correctional Complex. Inmate. Ooh, we have an inmate number. (laughs) His inmate number is 303893. Do what you will with that information. His seven <laughs> death sentences are the most ever handed down to a single person in the state of Tennessee. See, it seems kind of aggressive. It is. The last execution date was scheduled for January 3rd, 2008, but stayed on December 26, 2007. I was born in that year. By the U.S. Dis- oh, no. You know how old I am now. <laughs> no, they probably already got it because, like, when I first started, I was like, oh. I'm in the seventh grade. Oh. <laughs> so, like, if you do the math. Well, that's a little spooky. Um, <laughs> District Judge Todd J. Campbell, pending investigation into a constitution constitutionality of Tennessee's lethal, lethal injection methods. The stay is part of a larger investigation not directly related to Reed's case. On April 16, 2008, the U.S. Supreme Court issued an opinion in a Kentucky case upholding the legality of execution by death inje- lethal injection, not death injection. The state of Tennessee immediately began a Appealing states of execution to resume pe- death penalty cases, including Reed's. Okay, so I'm just going to, like, summarize this because we got two minutes. So there's a section that's just basically it's talking about uh, all the things that his family tried to do to get him basically like an insanity plea so that he could, uh, you know, not die. But he's not dead yet, so they're fine. <laughs> Anyways, they basically argued that he was pretty much, like, mentally incompetent. He wasn't able to stand trial, and they said that he had paranoia and that he would see all these delusions and stuff, you know, the usual. But of course, uh, most of the time, psychiatrists generally determined that no, he was fine. He was perfectly sane. Well, you know, as sane as, as a murder can be. be. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then as an interesting note that I found, he was also considered a prime suspect in the 1993 Brown's Chicken Massacre in Palatine, Illinois, due to the similar nature of the crime in relation to the two incidents in Nashville. And if you want us to cover that in a future episode, in a future episode, uh, let, let us know. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this case. This was our first serial killer in a little while. Yeah, We've, and and we're gonna do do something else that might be a serial killer soon. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, um, <laughs> she had to think about it. She looked at me like, "What are you talking about?" Um. All right. Well, yep. I feel like we have to have a sign off. I already about to said be the this. bell. Like, oh, maybe right the now. bell should be our sign off. Yeah. Okay. Wait, <laughs> okay, we'll make the beeping noise because it's not coming on. Beep. Beep.